0: You're gonna laugh when you hear me finish the sentence. That's my prediction today. That's right friend, it's a finish the sentence Friday. How will you answer this? I never thought I would blank. What good surprising thing has happened in your life? In a sense, this fill in the blank, finish the sentence Friday is a way to give thanks. So I would love to hear from you today. It's Just you and me today at the Radio Backyard Fence. Call early, call often. I wanna get to know you a little bit better. I never thought I would what? Play professional pickleball, eat ramps, eat sushi. Our guest yesterday invited me to Scotland to eat haggis. I never thought I would eat haggis, and so far I've been right. She says it's lovely. How about you? Here's our number, 877 548 3675 Finish the sentence, fill in the blank with me. I never thought I would call Chris Fabry live. But today's your day. 877 548 3675. Let me thank Ryan McConaughey doing all things technical. Trish is our producer. T is in the chair today. Josie's going to be answering your call. And since it's Friday, that's right, it's time for the fabulous Fabry Friday side. It's been two weeks since we've side together. Here's what it does one, we oxygenate your blood, two, we get your endorphins going, three, we raise your serotonin level. Four, we promote lymphatic drainage. And five, we stimulate your parasympathetic system. That's why we call it the five lung languages. We also stimulate your vagus nerve. We help you release acetylcholine. And don't forget what it does to cortisol dissipation. Take in four seconds of air through your nose right now. Hold it four seconds. And then as you release that air through your mouth, push on the left side of your rib cage to get rid of all that bad carbon dioxide. Today, we give a next-to-last Friday sigh for October. We have one more to go after today. It's a fill-in-the-blank sigh. Here's one. I never thought I would say on a Friday in October, tonight is the final night of Founders Week. It's always been in February, but what a glorious time of year to study God's Word together. And you can watch tonight. Click the green Founders Week tab at chrisfabrylive.org. The fabulous Fabry Friday sigh, fill-in-the-blank edition, is brought to you by this station. Moody radio and the department of redundancy department at the council for better councils, all rights reserved. Here. I never thought I would talk with a man who flew into Chicago in December with summer clothes who had a hundred dollars with him and get a degree. He got a degree from Moody theological seminary. We talked to, do you hear Martin on Wednesday? It was just an incredible story. I never thought I would do a program on therapy dogs that had so many people calling and asking how they could sign up. And that happened on Tuesday. And we've we had other conversations. Even the one that we had yesterday with Heather, I mentioned Heather and the haggis. Heather said, uh, she didn't say it this way, but I'll, I'll fill in the blank for her. I never thought I would cancel my wheelchairs because she had this debilitating uh, diagnosis and it was long COVID and in February, you know, planning for the trip in October, in February, she was completely better, completely healed, had to cancel, (laughs) had to cancel her wheelchairs at the, uh, at the airport. What is it for you? I've heard people say this about losing weight. You know, I was overweight for most of my life and then something happened and you say, well, I never thought I'd see that size dress or those size pants again. I never thought I'd speak at Founders Week. Chris Brooks can't say that. He did last night. And tonight, uh, Dr. Mark Joe, president of Moody, will speak at the final session. Leland's going to be there. We have a link, as I mentioned, at chrisfabrylive.org where you can watch and join in this longest-running Bible teaching conference in the country, now the fall edition of Founders Week. Uh, Click the green Founders Week tab right there, chrisfabrylive.org. I never thought I would. How do you fill in that blank? 877-548-3675. I wanted to do something a little lighter today. Trisha's out. She's headed to a wedding over the weekend, and I am headed to a wedding, but it's a different one. I never thought I would go to Brandy's wedding. We met Brandy and her family in Col- when we moved to Colorado in uh, this 23 years ago. <laughs> it's hard to believe. And uh, Brandy had an older brother and an older sister. We lived a few doors down, and we had nine children. So Brandy thought her house was really boring, <laughs> so she'd come over to ours, especially if there's a snowstorm. Anytime there was a snowstorm and the power went out, Brandy would knock on the door and uh but, but just about any any day of the week, the doorbell would ring, the dogs would bark, I'd walk over, I'd look at the door, and I'd only see the top of this little red head peeking up <laughs> over the window and Brandy is locked in my mind at about ten years old. she's getting married this weekend, and I will not be with you live on Monday. I hope you'll join us, though, because I had a conversation with Kay Arthur. And her son, David, sat down with us, and we recorded that conversation. So listen Monday for uh, the conversation. I never thought I would. You're going to laugh when you hear the origin of this topic. I'm not going to tell you that yet, because I want to talk with you. But uh, let me tell you what Cindy said on Facebook. If you can't call us, or you listen to the podcast later on, you can answer on Facebook. Cindy said, I never thought I would move to Florida attend a huge church, or have a cat. <laughs> All three turned out really well for us. So what did I know? God did. Is your i never thought it would animal related related or related? Or maybe it's travel-related. Sally says, I never thought a nobody like me would be able to go to South Africa, Zambia, and Ethiopia for short-term mission trips a few years back and in 1998 to Russia. Thanks to God who hears our heart cries and provides. What good thing has happened in your life that you never thought would happen? 877-548-3675. Let's talk with Jorge. Jorge, why'd you call today?
1: Hello, I called because I never thought I would touch a penguin in Chicago.
0: <laughs> touch a penguin. Okay, is this, the, this is not the Lincoln Park Zoo, is it? No, it
1: was Brookfield Zoo out in the Brookfield. suburbs.
0: Okay, yeah, no Brookfield. We we just take kids out there, so and they have penguins now.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: And you got to touch one. How did you do? How did you wrangle that, Jorge?
1: Yeah, so it was a free day, and um, my wife and I decided to go, and we thought. My wife told me, "Come on, tomorrow's not promised. Let's touch some penguins today." I was like. (laughs) (laughs) I was <laughs> like, okay, honey. Yes, sweetie. We them. We paid a little extra, and it was a blessing. God's creatures are beautiful.
0: What did they feel like? What did the, is it fur or is it skin or what do you call that?
1: Yeah, uh, oh man. Um, so they were specifically humble penguins, and I know that their fur, I would tell that they're kind of like water repellent. So it hmm. was really smooth. It was such a soft soft fur,
0: and they didn't they didn't uh, say anything about you touching them. They were okay with it did they tell you you know you have to wash your hands or put a hand sanitizer oh, on did. or anything like that?
1: We did all of that, yeah, wash their hands they were so cute, they were so beautiful. I'll tell you that much,
0: yeah, I can tell it I can tell it. and it was if it, ha- it wouldn't have happened without your wife, right,
1: oh no, no, yeah.
0: That's it. I got the same kind of story. Uh, Jorge, I got the same kind of story, but it it is animal related. I'll tell that here in a minute, but I want to hear from you. God bless you, friend. Thanks for the, the penguin story. How about you? I never thought I would blank. Fill in that blank today. 877 548 3675. We'll get to know each other a little bit better here today at the Radio Backyard Fence. What good thing has happened in your life that you never thought would happen? Fill in the blank today. There's an open line for you right now. I'll give your best story. <laughs> and some of these are, are not, you know, if, this was out of the realm of possibility that it could ever happen. Some of them are just, it eh, just wasn't even on my radar and it happened you know, like the penguin thing. It wasn't even on, on my radar and we had the penguin thing happen to us. And I just want to tell you about it. Uh, this is a kind of a, a, a little different take on the what's the best thing you've had ha, uh, seen today, but it's it's what's happened to you. Call me now, 877-548-3675. Let's go to Idaho. Wendy's on the line. Hi, Wendy. Thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you.
2: So mine is going hunting with my husband.
0: Uh, how, how many years have you been in Wedded Bliss?
2: Um, 23.
0: 23 years. Good for you. So, but this is the first time that you went hunting?
2: Yep. It was a beautiful weekend and I don't like being super cold. And I'm like, I think I can get up with you this weekend and go in the mountains and being that close to God in the middle of his nature and beauty. We didn't get anything, but it was this the ultimate experience. Wow. And if people don't have a chance to get out in nature in the mountains with, it's just between you and God and what he created. I can't imagine a better experience.
0: That's really good. And you, you said you didn't get anything. What, what were you hunting for elk? Oh, oh those are big. <laughs> I'm almost, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, if I went elk hunting, I'd be glad that I didn't get one because you have to, you have to <laughs> c- carry them out of there, you know?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't bring your phone with did, with you, did you, Wendy?
2: You know, I also love taking pictures. <laughs> so I got, I did take my phone with me, but we didn't have internet service. So I just kind of used it as my camera.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh no, that's great. That's, that's wonderful. But there's, you know, in today's world, it's like you, you can't do anything without your phone to keep your company. And if you're out there in right. God's creation, you know, you're capturing it, but you're a part of it, too. That's really good. What's your husband think of you getting up that early with him?
2: Um, I think he was impressed. So it was last weekend. I looked at him this morning um, and I'm like, OK, my feet finally don't hurt. He's like, <laughs> what? You know, and I'm like, you don't understand. You're used to being in your hard work boots all day long walking around. I'm not. <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, Wendy, I'm glad you called. Okay, so any, you know, and it might be a husband who goes with his wife hunting, because she hunts and he has never gone. You can do that. Uh, or your kids, you know, what? what is your, how would you fill in a, that blank? I never thought I would. Carolyn in New Hampshire or from New Hampshire. Carolyn, go ahead.
3: I never thought I would get to attend Founders Week.
0: Yay!
4: And I got to.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's yay,
0: great. Yay, yay. And, and now, are you in Chicago now?
3: No. I. It, it worked out that my daughter, who now lives in Chicago, needed some help with the grandchildren. And in a window of space here in October, and I thought, oh, what if I can also include Founders Week, at <laughs> least being their part of it? And it worked out. So That's I great. was there Wednesday night with... Yes.
0: Dr. Stoll.
3: Dr. Joe Stoll, yeah. yes. What was it like, and, for those
0: who weren't there, Carolyn, what was it like to sit in those red chairs in Toy Gray Auditorium?
3: It was, it was so exciting, honestly. So exciting because you're surrounded by these students that are excited for the Lord. And to see the nations, I had a young man from another nation sitting next to me, and when we were
0: worshiping
3: and all sharing that joy, it was fantastic. Yeah. Just, yeah. It really what
0: was. a what a privilege. And again, you, you may not be, if you're in Chicago, you, you can do that tonight. Leland, Dr. Job's going to speak. Oh, yeah. But if you don't, if you can't do that, go online, we've got the link at uh, the website, chrisfabrylive.org click that green button and it's it's almost like being there, I mean you you get to to worship yeah. and you get to yeah. learn and you, you hear uh, everything, I saw Michael Redelnik too yesterday as he was presenting uh, so there's a lot of people that you'll see, Roy Patterson uh, hosts Founders Week I've seen him as well, Caroline I'm so excited, thank you for, for saying that and for calling in here today
3: well, thank you, and and it, it was it really was a dream come true, and I'm glad to be able to share it. Yeah,
0: if you ever get a chance to do that uh, and go to Moody Bible Institute and take the tour, and you might have to break away to do this, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, at least when I was in school at school there in the 1980s, at the front as you enter the Torrey Gray Auditorium, at the front there are names that are in. Um, Brass, you know, they're, they're raised from that, uh, whatever that thing is, that there's, you know, the display. And the names are people who have studied at Moody Bible Institute and then died on the mission field. They gave the, the last full measure, and you'll see John and Betty Stamm and other names from uh, 100 years ago on up. For the people who've done that. So you're walking into this, and anytime you're a student and you do this, you're walking into a place where you know that there are people who have gone before you who have given, you know, been so committed to, to do that. And you're singing these songs that they sang, you know, along with them of, in the hymnals in front of us. And I know that you know, worship's a little bit different, music's a little bit different today. But you're doing the same thing that those who've come before you have done. So there's my uh, message for Founders Week. Other than we had an alumnus of the year. I never thought I would be alumnus of the year, and I I haven't been. Um, But Wes Stafford, many years, uh, Compassion International, Wes Stafford is the alumnus of the year. And I think is speaking uh, even now, even as I speak. So congratulations, hats off to Wes. Tisha is in Florida. Tisha, why did you call today?
5: Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. Um, So I never, well, I have two things I'd like to say. One is I never thought I'd be a follower of Jesus Christ. I never thought that God would ever forgive me for the bad things that I did in my life. And over the last four years, I've come to realize that God loves me no matter what. And so I never in a million years thought that I would get accepted to college at 52 years old after getting a GED in 1988.
0: Praise God. Isn't that something? Congratulations on the And so are you a freshman now at 52?
5: I'm going to be starting in the spring and I will be a freshman. Yeah. Yay. I'm so excited.
0: Tisha, I'm excited for you because you're never too old to learn. And 52 is, as far as I'm concerned, a spring chicken. And you're going to, you're going to bring something to those classes that other younger people don't have. Uh, What do you, do you agree with me? Do you think you will?
5: Oh my gosh. You, you don't even know. I mean, I'm going for addiction counseling, and I'm going for, hopefully, I'm going to do child intervention, because I used to be on drugs, and I've been off them for 18 years, and my three children that are grown and have their children now, my seven grandkids, and I'm so excited to intervene and help other kids so that they know that. God loves them, no matter what life they've been brought into. And I'm just so excited that God is moving so much in my life. And I believe that this is my purpose. I believe He preserved me for 52 years to come to this point to bring glory to His name.
0: You've said it again Tisha and I talked with Martin about this on Wednesday the wound you know he grew up in Africa in abject poverty and now he's helping change people's attitude about uh about poverty and and using what God has given us to help people you know t- t- take steps to move out of that and the wound in your life with the addiction and all of that look at what God is going to do in and through he's done it in you already and he wants to do it through you to other people and there are people in those classes who are going to be so blessed by tisha being in there because they're going to get a little different view of the world because you're studying alongside them good for you
1: i'm
5: so excited i praise god every day
0: I'm going to I'm going to thank God Father thank you for Tisha thank you for your mercy and your grace thank you that she's even said it right here that she was not far enough away from your grace and mercy for you to touch her and to bring her into relationship with you thank you that it's nothing that Tisha did that caused that it's your gift you she's saved by grace through faith it's nothing that Tisha's done it's a gift from you so thank you for that Help her in this study that she's going to be doing to live free and full and run toward helping those other people that she really wants to help. Thank you for giving her that that vision for her life and that hunger to do that. And I pray you'd bless her and everybody that sits around her and that hears the questions that she asks as a freshman at 52. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I was hoping there'd be somebody who called and say, you know, I'd never thought I would become a Christian. And there's Tisha. Meg is in Cleveland, Ohio. Meg, why did you call today?
6: Well, I never thought that after being widowed at 45 years old that I would marry a pastor at 50 years old. Um, I was very aware of how big of a sinner I was before I was saved in my 30s. And it just has always blown me away that the Lord's plan was for me to marry a pastor. I had five kids, and He has four. So we had nine children together, and we have 23 grandchildren, and we've planted a church. And I mean, it's just, it blows my mind. <laughs>
0: I never thought that. And again, this is one of those things that's, you know, just wasn't on your radar, and especially with when you lost your uh, first husband then when you were 45. So it was a 5-year process when you when you first started in that into the grief and and walking through this, not getting over it, but walking through it. Did you think you would get remarried at some point?
6: Um, I there were I prayed um, because I was serving the Lord as um, a Sunday school teacher and I did discipleship with women and I was a mother and I, I was a wife. And when this, um, when my husband had a heart attack and died suddenly, it just shook, turned my life upside down. And so I was praying and asking God, I said, Lord, I have no idea what your plan is for me. No idea, but I want to do your will and I want to serve you. And I don't know how to serve you because I've been serving you as a wife and a mother. I'm still a mother, but I'm not a wife anymore. And so I would pray and I would say to God, Lord, I don't know if it is your will for me to get married again or if it is your will for me to remain single. If it is your will for me to get married again, I know that you already know who that person is going to be. And so I know that you are preparing that person right now to marry me in the future, and you're preparing me to marry that person in the future. But, Lord, if it is your will for me to remain single, I know that you are going to supply all of my needs physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You know, I just was trusting him so much and so it just it came about in a really strange way um he was in another state uh, in a church plant his wife died of cancer um actually i our church was praying for their church um and we had heard that his wife had cancer i'd never met them um and and then i got the call that his wife had passed away and so his, I knew his children were about the same age that my children were when their dad passed away. And so I kind of started reliving my grief. Um, and then after a couple of weeks, I thought, wait,
7: hold on. What,
6: what strengthened me? What helped me to stand on my feet again and to be strong? And it was several Um, Christian books about grief and stuff. Um, The biggest one was um, Jerry Sitzer's book, A Grace Disguised. And um, he lost his mother and wife and daughter in a car accident. And he held each one of them in his arms as they died on the side of the road. So I'm trying to make a long story short. I ended up writing a letter to this pastor in another state and suggesting this book for him, knowing how much it helped me. And the Lord just put everything together, and we talked on the phone, we met, we got engaged, we got married all in 10
1: months.
0: <laughs> I... uh Meg, I'm just letting you go because I say this often. Our greatest treasure—we love having guests and you know, artists and authors and pastors and whoever—but our greatest treasure is is you, your, your stories, the way God has worked in your life. I never thought I would be married. We went, we've gone, Meg, from peng, petting penguins to marrying a pastor. So we're. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between. I love it. And I love your heart and that you have nine children now. And, you know, that's that's both a struggle as well as a blessing for you. I pray that uh, that, that marriage and that union would just, you've already, you've done that here. you blessed us with your story. Thank you for sharing it here at The Back Fence today. I never thought I would. How, how do you answer that? How do you fill in that blank? And it can, it doesn't have to be earth shattering you know i i thought i was an atheist or an agnostic and i never thought i'd be a christian and here i am or uh, any of the other stories it could be something it could be something small like what was the origin of this conversation to begin with which is something that happened to me a few days ago <laughs> i'll t- it has to do with an animal i'll tell you about that and a whole lot more 877-548-3675. If you're just joining us, this is the I Never Thought I'd Blank edition of Chris Fabry Live. You fill in the blank. Some people are saying, I never thought I'd see the top of my desk again. (laughs) I never thought I could get a handle on the clutter in my kitchen or bedroom or dining room. If you feel that way and you want to make a change, I'd love to send you a copy of our Thank You this month, Dana White's book, Organizing for the Rest of Us. She was just so frustrated. She was on the program with us last week talking about this. And she knew that she could not, she's not, she didn't have the personality to color code her sock drawer. She didn't want, didn't want to do that and couldn't. But she thought there's got to be a better way to clobber the clutter. And in the book, she tells her secrets. They are sustainable strategies, meaning you take these steps and you will see a significant decrease in clutter. Try it out. Give a gift of any size to the program. I never thought I would support Chris Fabry Live. Well, let, let me send this to you. In time for Thanksgiving and the holidays beyond, the new year as well, take a picture of your clutter before and after. Let's see if you clobbered it. Call 866-95-FABRY, and you can give a gift of any size. We'll send you organizing for the rest of us. 866 953 2279 or go to chrisfabrylive.org you can uh, scroll down and see how to be a friend or partner with us right there chrisfabrylive.org oh these are really good uh melissa is in indiana melissa tell me your story
4: hi hey, i was just listening and i can really relate with the um the lady that you just spoke with um i also was widowed in my 40s um hmm. i was wife, mother. That was kind of my life. We raised four daughters, and um, I just had a hobby of writing kind of an on-and-off-again blog, and I uh, just turned 52 this year and a published author.
3: Yay. I became a published
4: author through well, TBN. F-
0: Melissa, tell me then, because they say, write what you know or write what you really are interested in. What was it that you really wanted to write about that captured you, that brought you to the page every day? What was the, the uh, topic?
4: It, it was the parables of Luke 15. It was the mm-hmm. parable of the lost son and the two related Um, I actually started writing it for a blog and I mean, my blog's not even, it never was even that big. I have very few followers, but I was just writing. It was a hobby and I just couldn't stop. It just kept going. So it was the spirit all the way. Yeah.
0: How does it feel? How did it feel when you held that in your hands?
4: Um, I'm still getting used to it. Honestly, (laughs) as I look at it and I have my pictures on the back and I think, gosh, this is real.
0: You have to tell us the name, the title.
4: It is called "Lost and Found: Reflections on the Parables of Luke 15." Okay,
0: "Lost and Found." I'm going gotta, gotta to write that down. Uh, and Melissa, I thank you for your call today. That is that is one of the things that I think a lot of people feel. I I, I want to. I've got a book somewhere. I, I really want to do that at some point. But most people just talk about it. Most people just have the dream. Most people say they want to write, and then you ask them, what have you written? And they'll say, well, I really haven't had time. (laughs) But Melissa, you did the hard work. Hats off to you. Thumbs up. Thank you for telling us about that uh, Lost and Found. That's a good title. I like that. Uh, Carrie is in Illinois. Hi, Carrie. Why did you call today?
1: How are you doing, Chris? Well, I called because of something I never thought would happen. (laughs) Can you hear me?
0: I sure can. Tell me about it.
1: Okay, um, this is about twenty years ago, back nineteen ninety eight, give or take a year. Uh, my wife and I had a chance to uh, take a short term mission's trip to Slovakia. Her roots are in Slovakia, and uh, we happened to have a cousin of hers that came over here to visit, and uh, we went back to Slovakia with him to a. Uh, it was a Christian camp. For, uh, for young students, uh, we, we actually taught, uh, taught some scripture once we got there at the camp. And, uh, but we found a, uh, a young boy that spoke English and Slovak. And we got the chance to make contact with some uh, aunts that my wife had never even seen before or heard from. She had really? never talked to them. Uh, we took the boy and we went to the uh, to her aunt's place. We we met three or four aunts of hers. We had a huge dinner. We we, uh, we spread uh, we spread our word and why we were there and what we were doing, and it was really a tremendous thing. Uh, and uh, she she would have never met them. Uh, yes. Her her parents uh, her parents came over here on uh, on uh, the uh, Queen Mary uh, last trip uh, when uh, when they were leaving Germany. Hmm. Uh, from Slovakia, uh, so it was really a great time. It was amazing. I never thought <laughs> I'd be able to do it.
0: <laughs> when did the Queen Mary? When was that then? In like 1915
1: was, or? Yeah, it was. Well, they were just uh, Germany was uh, um, moving into Europe and moving around Europe, and uh, they actually got the last boat out um, of uh, that the Queen Mary was going to make from uh, England to America. Okay. Um, yeah,
0: because they were sinking uh, a lot yeah. of those boats with the, the U-boats, right?
1: Correct, yes, yeah. correct. And uh, they didn't think—the uh, the story about my, my wife's parents is another thing. That's another story, but it's a little long. <laughs> but that's an amazing story, too.
0: I'll bet because when you came back then, the same, I bet when you came back, you were telling that what uh-huh. you just told us, you were telling your family and, and letting them know about these people that they didn't know about.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, we had young kids at the time, so it was kind of tough to pass the information along, but we have nine grandkids now, so we do it today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those family stories, uh, those origin stories, the people that are over and they're still over there. And I still have questions about my family and the, and the folks that I, you know, I have no idea, uh, in a lot of ways. And, you know, maybe, maybe the DNA search would give you some of that. I'm a little scared. of <laughs> it. But for you to have that, Carrie, thank you for calling in. And that might be something for somebody else that would push someone over the over the edge to say, you know, if you've got this older family member who is thinking about, you know, if you accompany them, what might happen with that? And who might you meet and uh, be able to translate for you? Linda is in Johnson City, Tennessee. Linda, tell me why you called today.
7: Today, because I, uh, while I was a, when I was a child, I had vision problems. was legally blind in one eye, and I always wore glasses. But I could always see, and I could read, and I could drive. And I had got macular degeneration. And it's amazing what you can still see. It's funny the things you can't see. You can see part of a face and not all of it. You can see two. You can put down two shoes and only see one. You can see half of the face, but I'm on my front door right now, and I can see the tree line, and I can see white clouds and storm clouds and the sky and the leaves that are beautiful. And there are so many, many wonderful aids now to help people with vision. And and there's an organization in every state that uh, serves people with low vision. And everything they do for you is free because your taxpayers' money has helped. And there are things called daylight light bulbs, and there are Ott lamps which are used by crafters. And if you have those, I can—if I have those—I can still read my devotionals and part of my Bibles, and I just praise the Lord. (laughs)
0: Linda, okay. So when you say when you were talking about the the storm clouds and the, the white clouds, did you just open your front screen door and go out there?
7: I'm sitting on my porch swing. We've had a rainy day, and the temperatures are probably in the high 60s, but it uh, I came through rain from—I went to Biblewood to a, a luncheon, and uh, I saw all kinds of clouds in the sky as I came home. Hmm. But someone else was driving me.
0: Yes. So you don't drive yourself?
7: Oh, no. Uh, I would be so scared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
7: last time I drove, I said, God, if you will get me home, hmm. I won't drive again. And I gave my keys away that day.
0: How long ago was and that? And I
7: know that it's so hard for people. How long ago was that? Let's see. I'm 83, and I haven't driven for about seven years.
0: Okay. All right. But that was, you didn't have anybody have to convince you of that you knew yourself. Oh, no. Oh, I can't no. do that.
7: Oh, no. Yeah. No. No.
0: So you have you had surgery or anything like that, or is it just this is I the I get same?
7: injections in the good eye every six weeks, and I was fortunate enough to sell my house in Elizabethan and move to Johnson City across the street from my daughter, who has uh, some the grandchildren have all moved out, but they're around and they're good drivers and take me places where I want to go or need to go.
0: Do you still do, uh, like, a needle point or quilting or anything like that? Oh,
7: no. No, no, I couldn't thread a needle if I (laughs) – I just couldn't, but it's okay.
0: Yeah, you don't have to do that. Uh, Gabby T. is our producer today, and she wants to keep you. She said, can we keep Linda? (laughs) We want you to move in with us, Linda. Yeah. Yeah,
7: (laughs) well – Uh, You would get tired of me, I'm sure, but I I try not to whine. I'm so blessed, so very
0: blessed. (laughs) Try not to whine. No, you you are, and, and when you're blessed like that, and you can see it. See, there's a an lot, awful lot of us who can see everything. You know, some people have 20-20 vision. I wear glasses, but I can see everything pretty well, and I never think about it. You open your eyes in the morning, and you go about it. You close them at night, and never think about it. You think about it a lot. What you can see, you're thankful. You're I do thankful. Think
7: about it, and I'm not a normally an, a morning person, but it's so funny because a lot of mornings I wake up wide awake, which is certainly not characteristic of my, my personality. But it's because the sun's coming up and I can stand on my steps and see it, yeah. and I feel like the Lord wakes me up.
0: Okay, so what do you do for your your food? Do you since so, so you don't do needlepoint or anything like that? Do you still cook for yourself?
7: Oh, a little bit, not much. Uh, they they cook real well across the street. <laughs> <laughs> They bring it over or invite me over. I'm I'm blessed there, too. I, I have a to... grandson who... I, I have to tell you this thing. I have a grandson who is 21, and two years ago he said, Nana, I watch you try to read, and I see how hard it is. How would you feel if I came to your house two or three times uh, a week and read to you? And he picks the books, and they... It's, they're all true stories, all, bi- mostly biographies, and uh, some things about uh, game wardens in the national parks with the bears and the funny people and all those stories. Uh, a wonderful book about a man in Southwest Virginia in, 19- in the early 1900s called "The Man Who Moved the Mountain," and it is a short book, but it is how he ch- one man changed and built five rock churches, and you can see one of them from the from the at, mm. From the Blue Ridge Mountains, I mean, really? Blue Ridge Mountains road that you drive on. Yeah. And there's just, it's wonderful.
0: That story that you just told us, Linda, that gives us a peek inside of your your world, and the love that people have for you. And I know you say that we'd get tired of you. I don't think we would. And if I ever get to Johnson City, I'm going to come to your uh, front porch and we're going to sit on that swing and maybe the people across the street will bring us <laughs> will bring us something to eat there today, uh, that day. Linda, God bless you. Uh, Gabby T, get Linda's number. we got to talk with her again. I can just tell we've made a, we've made a friend. See, and we wouldn't have had that conversation with Linda right there if I hadn't had an experience with a chicken. And I'll tell you about that and more straight ahead. I saw a story about a a woman named Patty. She was 17. She found out she was pregnant. She was being pressured to have an abortion, and she could have had one easily, but she just couldn't go through with it. And I believe it was a pregnancy resource center that helped her follow through with that choice. Carinet runs a pregnancy decision line so that anybody calling can talk with a caring, compassionate counselor who'll give immediate life affirming pregnancy decision coaching and then pregnancy center referrals and then they'll stay involved carenet doesn't just care about the unborn child as much as they care about the that child they care about the pregnant mom they care about the dad the father and the other surrounding family members if you go to chrisfabrylive.org click the green carenet button you'll see more about what they do maybe there's a patty you know who needs the Pregnancy Decision Line number. You can find it. Just go to chrisfabrylive.org, click CareNet today. And did you know that when Patty's son, Justin, was born, she said the first thing that she heard from him was his cry, and she said it was music to her ears. She said, this is a quote, he sounded like he was singing. <laughs> you may have heard of him. His name is Justin Bieber. And Patty is his mom. Click Karenette when you go to chrisfabrylive.org today. Karenette didn't have anything to do with that story, but that's a representative story, I think. Okay, so a chicken. I was holding a chicken, a white chicken named Princess, under the water in our laundry room, and Andrea, the wife of my youth, the chicken whisperer, was was shampooing this chicken because it had blood on its back and uh, the other chickens were kind of pecking at it. And I, I thought to myself, I thought I never thought I'd ever give a chicken a bath. And I thought, what will happen if I bring, (laughs) if I bring this to you, Dan in Kokomo, Indiana, Dan, what is your answer to that question?
1: Well, I had opportunity to go to uh, Ecuador on some mission trips to teach language, uh, English language, to the folks down there. And one Saturday between the two weeks that we were there, we went up to uh, Mount Kil- uh, Kim- Kimborosso, and we had a snowball fight on the, equ- on the uh, equator. <laughs> and when you think of the equator, you think heat. Right. And if you go down to the ocean, it is heat. But we were over 15,000 feet up, we had lots of snow and also some ice, and we had a snowball fight on the Ecuador. Uh, on the equator, right?
0: <laughs> Dead, I did not anticipate that, but I am glad that you have called today. I want to get as many as we can before we end in uh, Alabama, Melissa. Hi, Melissa, go ahead.
8: Hi, Chris. I never thought I would become an animal rescuer. Hmm. It began, I'm a cat lady, <laughs> I'm a cat person, but uh, 10 years ago in 2013, a puppy wandered into the local library through the automatic doors, and people were saying, oh, get the puppy out of here, and they were the, the staff was saying, get the little puppy out, and I said, I'll take it. I took the puppy home. I found a rescue to take the puppy. And from then on, I became a rescuer myself. I've rescued abandoned, dumped dogs, puppies, uh, dogs that were about to be euthanized at local shelters, uh, dogs that were living on chains with puppies and the owners had moved away and had been evicted. And in the past 10 years since March of 2013, I've rescued hundreds of dogs and puppies, and I believe that was something God had planned for me to do, and I never thought that I would become a rescuer.
0: All because of that one puppy that wandered into the library, right?
8: Yes, and I named her Paige because <laughs> she came into the library with the book. <laughs> okay, she is my first rescue. And that was a little page, and she went to a rescue in New York uh, through a local rescue. So I'm a uh, hands-on rescuer, a networker, a coordinator, and I've sent dogs and puppies as far as Vermont, Rhode Island, New York. And I've sent them as far south as several uh, Florida cities, Tampa. Uh, Clearwater and uh, all in that area, uh, and we have transports that uh, transport them from Alabama to the northern rescues and also down south to the uh, Florida rescues.
0: So I love Paige. That is the most creative name for a dog that I've ever heard. Who wandered into, <laughs> wandered into a library, Melissa. Thank you. I can I can hear how that excites you too to be able to do that for this. You know, these gentle creatures that are among us that sometimes, unfortunately, are not treated real well. Uh, Let me read a couple more. I would never marry a doctor. That's what I said. I married a doctor. We've been married 47 years. Uh, Char is in Michigan, prison ministry. Never thought, but look, Barbara, I never thought I would be healed from Alzheimer's, but a doctor found that it was a misdiagnosis. Uh, Wow, I never thought I'd be a grandpa. Terry, God bless you, friend. You'd be the best grandpa. Barbara wrote on Facebook, starting with his 50th, on every big birthday, my dad would say, I never thought I'd see 50. And then it'd be 55, and then 70, and then 80. His father had died of pneumonia a few days before dad graduated from high school. A year before penicillin would be available, so dad hadn't expected to live beyond his 40s, much less to 86. But live he did. And he enjoyed nearly every day, except the long months of mom's illness while she was taking chemotherapy. He even remarried four years before he died. What a legacy. Barbara, thank you for sharing that. And if you didn't get through today, go to our Facebook page. Page, You get the dog's name. Go to our Facebook page and uh, leave us a message there. We'd love to see how you would fill in the blank. And come on back on Monday. Don't you dare miss my friend. Yeah, she's been diagnosed with Parkinson's, but she's got a lot of life and a lot of faith. We'll hear that program Monday on Chris Fabry Live, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.